Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm very excited today, as always, because we have another amazing six-figure-plus online entrepreneur with us. And her name is Bridget Sobus, and she is the owner of the Power and Joy Coaching Academy. Bridget, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to join me. I'm so happy to be here with you, Chris. Awesome. I'm really excited to have you along as well. I know you're going to have a lot of great insights and uh, a really riveting story to tell the audience. So why don't you just have at it and start telling us what you do right now and how you got there? Yeah, I own the Power and Joy Coaching Academy. I certify people in NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, and the International Coaching Federation. So I have a certification programs. And then I also, when I work one-on-one with people, my niche is I work a lot with women entrepreneurs that have been stressed, burnt out, overwhelmed, people pleasing, possibly resenting their own businesses to reinvent their lives with power, joy, and profits. I love it. And now we were talking a little bit before the interview and this isn't what you were always doing. Can you tell the audience a little bit about how you got into this, what you used to do and what that transition was like for you? Yeah, I would love to. So I started my career out many moons ago as a hairdresser, as a colorist. I started out in college for a couple of years and then I dropped out because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I asked my parents if they would send me to cosmetology school and they said, okay, So I became um, a master certified hair colorist and I worked in many different types of salons. And then the last salon that I worked at, I was making a six figure income behind the chair, but the salon itself wasn't being run very well. It was pretty dysfunctional. And I thought if he can own a business, there's no reason why I can't. I'm sure many of you have thought that before. Uh And then, so I had the opportunity to buy his business and guess who became the dysfunctional hot mess? Me. (laughs) So I, I hired uh, a business coach and consultant pretty much straight away. And I'm so grateful I did because if I didn't, the doors probably would have been closed on that business. And I was a crying hot mess when I first took it over. And then working with a coach and consultant, I started putting systems in place in the business, growing it. I could actually lead a team meeting without crying, which is pretty cool. And I got my six figure paycheck back. And I was like, I want to do this for people. I want to help others. So that was my first step into becoming a trainer for small businesses. I specialized in the salon industry at the time. And then in 2010, I was had a very successful award-winning business. It was Salon Today Top 200 winning business. I found myself going through a really nasty divorce. And I was like, I met this coach and I'm a complete, again, hot mess again. And I was crying and I was like, I just want to be a life coach. And she's this program's going to be starting in a couple of months to become a, a coach. 
I don't even know anything about the program, but I trusted this woman. I just signed up for this year-long transformational program on becoming a coach. So my advice to anyone who ever says, if you say, I would love to be a life coach, however, I need to get my life together first, there is no getting your life together. Actually, becoming a life coach or a coach actually supports you on getting your own life together so then you can help others. So that was my first first stepping stone to becoming a coach. And then I worked as a, so then I was owning the hair salon and then then working as an independent contractor for a coaching and consulting company. So I had those jobs. So over the track of the years after that, because of my divorce, I found myself in $1.3 million of personal debt. It wasn't the salon. It was, the salon was great. It was personal debt because at the time, I was trusting, like I was managing the salon aspect of our business and my ex was managing properties that we owned and all these other things. And I was just trusting back then that the the right things were being done. And then I found out my buildings were in foreclosure because I, yeah, because I applied for creditkarma.com and that that was a whole catalyst of a whole other story. But anyway- So coming out of that divorce to get out of the divorce, because I felt like I was chained into it. I just took a hundred percent of the debt on just to get away. And then I had family and mentors recommend you have to file bankruptcy to get out from under this. And I was like, I'm really at risk for losing my business that I worked so hard for, but I took the plunge and I became super ego driven. I was like, I no one will take my business away from me, especially not through bankruptcy, because I was so fearful of shame. And I actually decided to buy my own business back from the trustee. And that was a for a very hefty amount of money. And I became in survival mode. I consider 2019 the dark night of the soul year for me. Um, I was like bending over backwards, becoming a people pleaser like crazy. That's that's one of the reasons why I love working with people that are people ple- so they can let that stuff go because I've been there. And then after 2019 was coming to an end, I was like, I cannot live like this anymore. I felt like I was hitting rock bottom. So I reached out to a mentor who actually owned the first coaching company that I hired. And I reached back out to her and I was like, I really need your help. And so she helped me. I decided to put the salon on the market to sell it because it was no longer serving me. And then my life started changing and the pandemic happened. And then I was actually grateful for the fact that the government mandated me to close the salon. (laughs) I have to be honest. Blessing in disguise. Yeah, exactly. And put it on the market and then I did sell it. I sold it during the pandemic. And then I started changing like my life. I was like, I really want to focus on coaching. And that like the universe, sometimes the universe is giving us a kick in the booty to put us in different directions. So I, I started going to therapy. I got a coach again. I was like healing myself from all that, those things that had happened. And then I was like, I want to get certified in NLP because one of my mentors would always say, and I'm a master of NLP. And I had no idea what she was talking about, but I trusted her again. So I found a company that I wanted to get certified through. And I didn't know for some reason, I thought I knew my life was going to change. I had always had like having a coach in therapy and therapists, like I'd have, I'd had breakthroughs. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I grew. And then before I knew it, I something would trigger me and I'd go right back. It was like, I'd, I would go right back, like a rubber, snap back, like a rubber band. And it was just, I felt like I was always on this roller coaster or this hamster wheel constantly. And then after I got certified in NLP and timeline therapy and hypnosis, 
I was like, am I not mad at that anymore? Am I not upset? Do I not believe that? And I was like, that is it. I, this is my calling. I am going to launch a new academy, new company, and I'm going to certify people in this work. So within six months time, I reinvented my whole life, my whole business, launched the Power and Joy Coaching Academy, and I was super excited. And then coming up to last 2022, the beginning of 2022, I'm like, I love my business. I'm completely online. That's how I do all my um, work. Uh, My certification programs are online. My marketing is online. My clients are online. Like I haven't met a ton of my clients or students even in person. And I was faced with a second round of breast cancer. And I was like, are you kidding me? I just launched this brand new company. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Like now I'm faced with this. And I was just like, honestly, okay, what do I have to do? What do I have to get into action with? And long story short, again, I'm trying to condense all this because I could go in so many different directions, right? Two, last year was the most emotionally healthy year of my life. And it was the one of the best financial years I ever had in my life. And I did over six figures with a brand new company. That's yeah. very awesome. And quite a journey and quite a story. And I really appreciate you sharing that with me in the audience. Yeah, my pleasure. Now, um, I want to talk about NLP real quickly. Maybe some people in the audience don't know what it is. I have a feeling a lot of them do. But for people who aren't familiar or as familiar, can you explain a little bit about that modality? Sure. I'd love to. Neuro-linguistic programming, it's some of it is like they say it's like the study of excellence. It's the study of modeling other people, modeling what works. It's working a lot with the unconscious mind, reframing the way that you think the way that you focus on what you want, communication skills. There's techniques that I could use with somebody called a swish pattern, which in within 10 minutes or less, I can support them on creating behavior changes. So instead of a behavior change happening at the conscious level within 21 days or more, I can work with somebody and they can shift it just like that within 10 minutes. I could do a technique called like to dislike or mapping across where if you really liked Swiss cheese, I could uh, do a technique with you that your mind holds it that tastes something like wretched that you would never want to put in your mouth ever again. So there, it's, it's a bunch of different techniques in one. But the main thing about it, which I love, is that it really does work with the unconscious mind. And I feel like so with the International Coaching Federation, as much as I love that work, and I'm still committed to it, I still I certify people in that work or mentor people, the ICF, International Coach Federation, that's more conscious coaching tools, where NLP is unconscious coaching tools. Yeah, and that's what I really love about it. And the two things that you mentioned about it that really make it great. First, like you said, it works with the unconscious mind. And so we have all of this coaching and self-help stuff and all the affirmations. We do all of this stuff to try and change our lives. And then we're like, okay, I'm doing all this work. Why isn't anything changing? And it's because you're just changing the surface stuff. But if it's not hardwired and embodied in your nervous system, you're not going to make that change. It has to go into the unconscious. And the other point you brought up, is that the behavior change happens so quickly. And so you can take people who have had phobias their entire life and 10 minutes later, they're completely gone. And it's just, it's mind blowing. It's amazing. It's the most amazing, profound work I've ever gotten my hands on. And that's why I did the deep dive and I got committed to becoming a trainer of the work so I could certify others to do it. 
I want to ask you a little bit about certification. A thing that I've noticed in the coaching space is that aside from, if you look at therapists, they have all these rules and regulations and all these things they have to follow. Coaching is a little bit more wide open because it's not really therapy or not supposed to be. But at the same time, because of that, it's easy to end up working with somebody who maybe doesn't really know what they're doing, doesn't get great results, or isn't necessarily ethical. And I've noticed lately, especially with NLP, there are a lot of, you can get NLP certified now for $5. Yeah, I've seen that too. What are your feelings on that? Yeah. I know. I was just actually talking to, actually, I was on the phone with my mentor this morning about, about that, that he actually was my instructor for my first NLP course. His name's Simon and he's amazing. And we were talking about that this morning because he's, he's been doing this for so many years and he still takes courses to up-level his skills. And he's really into hypnosis now. He's, yeah, I'm taking this six-week course for $47 for hypnosis. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, okay. All right. So I just, you know what? I think there's so much value in so many different kinds of courses. I know with my course, what I have to say is I am very hands-on with my students. It is, we, it is a seven-day intensive for the first level of certification. And I'm with my students for 10 hours a day and we do practice. We practice. So it's not, you're not just watching a, a video and then going off to your, or reading a book and then going off on your own. I teach a concept then I do a demo on the concept. And then my students go and do break, they go on to breakout rooms and then they're practicing. So they're getting that live feedback. And then from there, once my students graduate, I have mastermind groups, mentor, more deep dives into mentorship programs. I have a master's certification course in all those modalities. So for me, for my practice of being a teacher and a mentor and instructor, I really give my clients a lot of access to me so that they can come to me and say, hey, I'm getting ready to work with this person. What are your thoughts? What do I need to do? So I think there's a lot to be said on like, where do you want to take your education? Because there are a lot out there. I've seen them. And then I've actually thought to myself, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should just take that for $47 just so I could see what they're doing. And I'll maybe I'll learn something. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if you want to just learn, I think those kind of courses can be great. But if you want to build a practice or a business, you actually need to do something like what you're doing and get the hands-on experience and actually go out and try it on people and have somebody who's been there and done it to bounce the ideas off of before you go and do it. Yeah, I really do believe in certifications. Yes, someone could be read a book and be like, and now I'm a life coach. It's not like a profession, well, I'll say even cosmetology, like where it's like government regulated. But like the International Coaching Federation, they have very high standards to be accredited with them. You have to take tests. You have to have a certain amount of hours. You have to work with so many clients and you get your, 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 you can submit what are they called? Your coaching sessions. So they're yeah. being reviewed. So I love being a part of an organization like that so that you know that you're with the right people and you're being as ethical as possible. And even with my other certifications, I belong to boards and then my students can join the boards for that as well. Awesome. Very cool. Love it. Okay. Now you brought up something earlier about when you went from working in the salon to owning the salon. And this is something that I want to say 
all entrepreneurs go through. Nobody's born an entrepreneur. You don't start out as one, even if the first thing you ever do is start a lemonade stand, right? Like you, you just sell lemonade, but you don't know how to grow a business and work on it and all that stuff. So the big challenge so many people face is they go from working in the business, like you know how to do the stuff at the salon to starting a business because like you said, oh, I can, if my boss can do this and it's not being run right, then I can do it and I'm going to go do it. And then you start doing it and you realize, oh, it's something way different than just showing up and like cutting people's hair and sweeping up the floor and stuff like that. What was the big challenge for you or what's maybe a piece of advice that you can give to other people making that transition based on your experience? Yeah, I, I highly recommend anyone to read the book, The E-Myth yeah. as well. Have you read that book? I've read all of his books. They're okay. so fundamental. Yeah, that's yeah. such a great book because it's, they call, he calls it the entrepreneurial seizure. Whereas, yes, whether you're a dentist or you're a hairdresser, a mechanic or whatever, you're the technician and then you're like, oh, I'm going to start my own business. And it's, it is so different doing the, the technical work versus being the owner. Cause now you're wearing like, a million other hats. Like now you're the marketer. Now you're like the C you're like, you got to manage the finances. You got to do projections, forecasts. I had no idea what a budget was when I was going to buy a salon. I didn't know anything about that. Let in uh, like a forecast or even how to do a business plan. So my recommendation, first and foremost, get a mentor. Like I even have mentors, no matter where I'm at. I might even sometimes have three going on at once. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. A mentor or a coach or a consultant that can support you on learning the ropes. Because honestly, there's so many knowledgeable people out there that can, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to learn how to put the systems and structures in place. Like I have done small business consulting for over a decade. I've coached so many small business owners because that's where they were. They were the technician and now the owner. Now they're leading people. They have zero idea how to do it. So let's get your job descriptions in place. Let's get your handbooks in place. What are your policies and procedures? What are the systems? What is your budget? And then it's like hiring the accountant, hiring the attorney, hiring the people that can support you so that you're not, you don't have to do it all on your own. Cause it can be very lonely being an entrepreneur. Yep. Like no yep. one gets you at times. So. For sure. And, and if you're a hot mess, go get a coach. Yes. I highly recommend a coach. I have coaches as much as I coach others. I'm always, I always have a coach and my coaches have coaches. And, and you'd so. find in any area where people are excelling, whether it's in business, whether it's in sports, creative pursuits, the people who do the best don't do it by themselves. They work with people who help them to level up and get better all the time. Yeah, exactly. But I also, I want to say, be kind to yourself. As an entrepreneur, I think it's a great reminder for you to always be kind to yourself, fill up your cup. So many entrepreneurs, I even, I was having a call yesterday with a woman entrepreneur, very successful. She got an award of one of the top like service providers in her town. She didn't even know about it. And she's amazing. And I was having a conversation with her and where she's talking about self-care and I was like, what's getting in your way of self-care? And she's, I just don't think I'm worth it. This is coming from a very successful, high powered woman. She has a limiting belief of I'm not worth it. So know you're worth it. You got to fill up your cup so that it can overflow into others. That was a hard lesson that I had to learn. 
as well. I think it's one that almost all of us here on planet Earth have to learn. Knowing your value and that you are worthy is a core wound for so many people because we get messages the whole time we're growing up. Oh, you're not good enough. You'll never be like this. You're not going to measure up to what you're on TV or in the movies. You're doing a bad job. And we hear 50 negative messages for every positive message or message of reassurance that we get. Yes. So that's definitely a challenge. Guard your mind. I will have to say, you gotta, that's one of the things in NLP work. I'm like, guard your mind, guard your thoughts, focus on what you want. There's two ways I can go down. Do I have a minute to give it some tips? You do. Yep. Okay. So first and foremost, focus on what you want, because too many times people focus on all the things that they don't want and what's not working. And guess what? The unconscious mind has a hard time processing a direct negative. If I say... Do not think about a blue tree. Do not think about a purple pig. Do not think about your nose. How many of you thought about all three of those things? Oh, for sure. I was thinking with the blue tree and my nose. Right? (laughs) Consider like when you think, when you're focusing on the things you don't want, that's what you're attracting. Have you ever worn white pants and you were doing everything in your power not to get something on your white pants and you spilled something on it straight away, right? So that's the focus. You got to focus on what you want. Focus on you what you want. It's a discipline. And then it's the guard your mind. Here's the thing. A lot of the stuff has with our unconscious mind from the ages of zero to seven, lots of things have been programmed into our mind, the good, bad, and the ugly. And unfortunately, the not so good, that's what usually our unconscious mind is screaming at us. I call it the itty bitty shitty committee. I love it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. The whatever. Yeah, that's the itty bitty shitty committee. But I was even watching, I was maybe a year ago now. I'm watching the, I had the, so please guard your mind with what you're watching on the news or television. Because I was, I was working on my computer and the news was on. And all of a sudden I hear out of the, out of my, out of the corner, I was here and everyone is afraid. Okay, you're all free and clear of that, by the way. You're all free and clear of that. Let that go. But consider media is installing negative thoughts into our minds. So what's happening? Everyone's fearful that a recession's coming and they're all going crazy. So focus on what you want. A lot of very successful entrepreneurs have been so crazy successful through quote unquote recessions. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the best businesses are built during recession and people still need products. People still need help there. As long as you have a service that is useful to people, there will always be people looking to buy. And those messages get so ingrained in us from watching the news every day, looking at the paper, constantly checking our bank accounts and all of these things. And then you start to feel it and then you start to behave that way. Oh, it's a recession. I need to pull back in. I need to save. I need to not expand. And what happens when you don't expand, you contract. And then people wonder why things aren't going well for them. Exactly. Okay. Now I want to ask you a few questions about your business. Bridget, if there is one thing you could get accomplished inside of your business by the end of this year, what would that one thing be? All right. I am in the process of building out my, my funnel, like my client journey. Like I've got a lot of these things built out. Like I have, I've got my big certification programs. I have everything from $5,500 to $20,000 programs to, I have a workshop that's $500 to a freebie, my opt-ins, my lead magnets, if you will. So I'm in process right now of building out like a five-day challenge. That's my missing that's my missing piece, or I'm going to have it be a mastermind. So that's my missing piece right now to in my funnel. 
So I have a signature talk. It's called the power of no to say yes to you. So I have that in place, but I'm working on my five. So I actually, I'm going to have it done by the summer, not by the end of the year. Awesome. <laughs> That's the missing piece in my marketing right Very now. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Now I want you to imagine that your business is like a hose and the money that you make is the water that flows a hose, like a garden hose. And the money that you make is the water that flows through that hose. Now, as we all know, hoses can kink over themselves and then the flow slows down. So if there's one kink in your business, that's keeping more money from coming into it. What is it right now? I think it's missing my five day challenge. Okay. (laughs) I think that's really it. Yeah. That for me, because I'm really, I'm so good at networking and meeting people, getting referrals, going back to past clients that I have worked with. I will be completely honest with you, 100% online business. Majority of my clients were from networking and reaching out to people. And I'm really awesome when I work, start working with people. Like I get, I have relationships with people. So I, people continuously like work with me and like roll over. So rollovers, creating programs so that your students or your clients, they can move into other things. So it's not just, okay, they only, it's like a one and done. What is the journey you're going to be taking people through? So they're staying with you for a really long time. Um, yeah, so I just, I've been really working on creating so that I truly have these systems so I can just keep bringing in new and fresh leads to my world and then create that relationship with them. So that's just, for me, that's just been the biggest missing, which I know I'm going to do just again, just that next thing that you have to put in place all year long. I've been working on, I had my, I've had a few different like guides, free guides that I've created on my talk. I worked on my signature talk. Oh my gosh. Like I've had mentors working on it. I have that. It's just putting the things in place. So many great points in there. One as important lead generation is and as challenging as it can be, people spend so much time in it and then overlook the clients that they already have. And if you can build out a larger lifetime value for your client, it's always easier to work with somebody who you've already worked with and gotten results for because they know your style and they're willing to give you money than to try to go out and find somebody, get them to know you, convince them to trust you, get them to like you and all of these things. Nurturing your existing and past clients is key. It's completely key. And and a big part of that is like you were talking about having that that offer ladder or that that value ladder where maybe you meet somebody and they don't know you well, but they want to find out more. And so you give them the free thing and then, all right, I'll jump into the $500 workshop and then you go up from there. Um, But if you only have one thing, and I know so many coaches who have done this, they come up with a program, they do all they can with lead gen to get people into the program, then they exhaust their network and then they don't have anything else to move those people into. And then they don't have any more clients. Okay. I want to ask you business aside, what is your biggest personal financial goal at the moment? I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 60. I love yeah, that. I didn't come out of bankruptcy like that long ago, right? It was just a couple of years ago, a few years ago. And then I've done a heavy amount of invest in, investing in my mentorship like crazy. Sometimes I don't even want to think about it. However, I'm working with a financial advisor. And so that's another important thing, working with a financial advisor that can support you. So I'm on my path. It's crazy to think I'm going to be stepping into my fifties and the end of the summer, but I'll just be transparent. I'm probably turning red now. So yeah. So my goal <laughs> is that like, I personally have, it's not that my business 
is doing seven figures or more. It's I personally have in the bank and like assets. That's a big goal to declare like on a podcast. Yeah, that's a great goal. And what a great turnaround story that's going to be from going from bankrupts to millionaire. Uh, I know yeah. that inspires so many people. Yeah. That's the one thing I would just want to share with anybody, everybody. It's invention, reinvention of your life can happen at any age in a very short amount of time, like very fast. Absolutely. One more question I want to ask you, because I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and some of them are working with financial advisors. Some of them are working with financial coaches. Some of them work with business coaches. Can you talk about your experience of the difference between what kind of support you get when you go to a financial advisor and what support you might get when you go to a financial coach? Okay. I don't know if I've ever worked with a financial coach. That's specific. I guess I, if someone calls himself a profit mentor, does that consider it a financial coach? I would assume so. My financial advisor gives me advice on if I have money in a savings account, where am I going to put this to get the best interest? Am I going to be investing in money market accounts? Do I want to invest into more like how aggressive or safe do I want to play with my money? And then there's that accountability where it's like every month, I have X amount of dollars coming out of my accounts to go into certain things. So that for me is just, it's, I meet with them once a quarter, talk about it. And then it's, I put on set and I don't have to think about it. Financial advice coaches for me worked with different modalities and I've hired people to do the work that I do with me so that I can have my personal money mindset, limiting beliefs, let go of that I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, whatever those are that I've let go so that I have that confidence to say, yeah, here's my program. It's $20,000. And here's all the things that you want to get. That to me is, that was probably one of my biggest breakthroughs working with someone so that I have the confidence to say that. And it's, I know that it's worth, it's even worth more than $20,000. But then working with someone in sales or with in finance is okay so what goals are you setting what do you need to do what are the strategies that you have to happen how are you pricing your services okay so now how many people do you need to get and all the things so yeah perfect did it answer your question it did i i just know that i talked to so many people and they think because they've hired a financial advisor that their entire financial life and their business is taken care of and while hiring a professional can be great And there's definitely times for a financial advisor. Uh, I think people don't realize the disparity in what one can do versus the other because someone will say, oh, I already have somebody working on my investments with me. But a financial advisor doesn't help you to make more money in your business. They, like you said, you meet with them once a quarter and then they tell you what you should do and then you trust them and you do it. No, my financial advisor does not coach me on how to make more money. It's the money I already have where to put it. Or my coaches support me on how to make more money. And then even, so it's a both end. So I do the mindset work on that and then the the strategy with it as well. I'm not, truth be told, I just, in September, I hired someone to do the work that I do, the NLP, timeline therapy and hypnosis. I hired someone to do that work with me and I spent three days purely on mindset coaching, which I do for others. And I'm not even kidding. Right after that, I closed the next month. I closed, I'm talking only five people. I closed $80,000 in products. Amazing. This is with five people. It's your mindset. 
like you're on your, I love this book to even get more of what I'm talking about is the big leap by Gay Hendricks. So he talks about that upper limit problem where it's okay. So if you're making 80,000 and you want to get to a hundred, oh, you get to the hundred. And then all of a sudden something unconsciously self-sabotages you and you go right back down. So yeah, yeah. Mindset work I think is huge. The important thing I think is that, um, or a mentor, they empower you. Whereas a, a lot of time, if you go to professional people, they might know the things to do, but they pretty much tell you what to do and they do them for you. They don't actually give you the ability to go out and do it yourself. Beautifully awesome. said. Thank you. So why don't you tell everybody if they want to find out more about what you do, where they can go to do that? Great. Thank you. So my website is powerandjoycoachingacademy.com. I am on Coach Bridget Sobis or Bridget Sobis. I'm on Facebook, my professional and personal. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. So those are all the ways that you can reach me and my contact information is there. So awesome. Bridget, you've had such an interesting and amazing story. And I know you shared a lot of value with the audience and that there are a lot of people out there who are going to take a lot away from this episode. I had a blast as well. So thank you for taking the time out of your day and popping on the episode and sharing yourself and your story with my audience. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And to everybody else out there, if you enjoyed and listened and you haven't subscribed yet, I don't know what the heck you're waiting for. I ask you every time, just like I ask you for one of those five-star reviews, which really helps us out a lot and gets the word out so we can help more entrepreneurs. And if you happen to be a six-figure online entrepreneur like our amazing guest, Bridget, and you want to come be a guest on the show, we would love to talk to you as well. For that, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. And we will talk to you soon. Bridget, thanks again. Thank you. Everybody else out there, see you next time. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. 
So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.